says I just whipped your ass. Yes! You just made the list! And hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stuart Vine. My name is Joshua Plummer. And here is our review of Elimination Chamber 2021. Uh, this is the second to last stop for the world of WrestleMania 37. Um, I remember the days when it just used to be one pay-per-view, but apparently WWE want to, as they say, milk that cow and have two on the road to WrestleMania. That kind of sucks. But um, yeah, uh, but I have to admit, um, with this pay-per-view, as you can, uh, Josh should probably agree, I'm assuming, um, wasn't exactly excited for this pay-per-view. <laughs> No, they they do the usual generic promo of the Elimination Chamber is one of the most devastating structures, which undoubtedly it was if you look at the the original, the steel floor, uh, that chain linked uh, kind of cage, um, is uh, is quite a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Terrifying, I'd say, um, imposing uh, structure. But I'm I'm not a fan of well, it, they kind of contradict not contradict, but it's. When they're talking about it, it's completely devastating. Um, they did the whole spiel with like, Hell in the Cell as well. But when you've got padding there like on the outside, not exactly devastating. When you've got the plexiglass, which is just bendy, I mean, it's loud. I mean, that helps sell. It makes it sound more devastating. But for a chamber, elimination chamber, it's meant to be like brutal. And this was very, very tame. Well, think about it when you... F- think about it in the sense of like Hell in the Cell matches are possibly this gruesome feud ending kind of structure that if you're in it mm-hmm. that's like oh, this is going to be brutal but exactly. I think um, maybe it's because we're in a situation now where we PG era but you can set people on fire that's a good point <laughs> that's a very good point <laughs> but I mean I just want it, just, it needs to be brutal or have some repercussions to being in that chamber like you know like the, they come everyone in that chamber comes out with like you know you know uh, was it like broke like a hand on a sling or you know, like taped up ribs or... Yeah, the the next night on Royal where people would come back like Triple H would have like a massive bandage on his head where he just got cut open. Uh, I know that was the days of... I know that was the days of blading, but you can play with that. Like, they are banged up afterwards. Yeah, but it is rare though. I think they've done a good job so like, it makes it rare. So, like, in a match like that, they could do that. And obviously, mm. as you said, that they can burn people... They can burn people alive and yeah. do that kind of stuff. So... If, if that's the level of like, well, we can do that, but we can't do blading. It's like, come on, come on, let's do something here. But yeah, it's the same thing with like cage matches and same thing. But yeah, I mean, weird thing about this pay-per-view. It's like, I think it was like a week before. It was only like, what, two, what, three, four matches? Like, mm-hmm. uh, was it an advertised for? The both of the chamber matches. Do Roman Reigns, of course, uh, match where he faces the winner. And I think um, the triple threat for the US title. Mm. but nothing else it was very weirdly booked I'm not quite sure if they're they're trialling that for the last couple of times they've had um, maybe only five or six matches on the card to get to because you can still have like takeover is a perfect example four or five matches you still have that three hour running time but we have constant that have those like eight nine matches and some of them are just ridiculously short and there's no point of having them um, just have the most important stories what are the biggest stories going into the pay-per-view bung them on the show uh, especially if ones uh, that are required to go for at least 25-30 minutes um, otherwise everything else is completely irrelevant I think I'll just have that on the payoff on the, on the on the Smackdown make that a big kind of main event yeah I mean as I said it felt like a filler show it, yeah it is a filler show I mean they 
They put in a few surprises, which was good. Um, but yeah, it, it needs to be much more barbaric. It, it could, they could have been. Well, I mean, I can't remember if they said they've hurt a bar out there now where you said burning people alive so I'm not saying like brutality like triple most of Triple H's matches in 2000 <laughs> just like you know busted open blood right. everywhere tax or anything yeah. like that but you know come on but they're technically doing the same they're technically doing the same model as AEW where AEW are just doing the televised shows not doing house shows that's what WWE are doing at the moment so surely they can afford to take some more risks they can take um, yeah. that extra like couple of bumps I mean I, I completely get it we're not wrestlers and what are we to say what wrestlers should and shouldn't be doing Major. you know with with their bodies but for an elimination chamber i mean we had a few dives off the top which was cool uh, but i'm i'm not buying that it's the most barbaric brutal structure in the history of wwe um i think cuz it's lo- i think it's lost some of its mystique as well uh first it had that original big circuit design which i'm a big fan of um but when you have it as a a fiend pay-per-view each year it's like Hell in the Cell it just loses it loses its mystique I think um, yeah I just I got into it it's just like again it's it's one of those pay-per-views WWE always seem to put across that it's like our spot is it's it's obviously filler and it always is that pay-per-view that again if I didn't have to watch it or watch it for the like, curiosity of like just a wrestling fan in general if you missed this like and this might sound harsh what have you missed except for maybe one or two things that you can probably see on Twitter and get back and kind of understand what's happened. But like as in, as like stuff involved is this, it's, it's like I said, going in, I thought it's like, okay, this, there wasn't a lot of matches that pulled me in. If you know what I mean? Like maybe no. the one, the SmackDown chambers match. Um, but except for that, none of the other matches really made me think if I miss this, I'm missing out on something hmm. going in. You know what I mean? I, might, I said I might not be the only one there. I don't know if you feel the same, but no, I think yeah. I thought the the way that the SmackDown Chamber went down with uh, you know Brian or Cesaro, one of the faces winning, Roman Reigns coming out straight away, um, winning the title uh, was inevitable. The only the big talking point with the WWE Championship match uh, wasn't anything that actually happened in the chamber. Uh, I mean, there was one small surprise, or kind of two small surprise things, uh, which we'll get into. Um, but the big talking point was what happened afterwards. I mean, I can understand because there was a giant title change, but we should have been talking about, oh, man, you see that point in that? I mean, we're going to do that now, but no one's going to be really speaking about, oh, that spot in the match was awesome, or this thing happened, or my God, they took a huge bump here. Uh, what's yeah. going to happen to this person as a result of this injury or this thing uh, that happened? You didn't have that this year, did it? Because no. normally have some sort of spots. I mean, you had one or two, but it was a lot of binary numbers we've seen before, yeah. kind of stuff. I don't know what else you could do in that kind of environment, but it just didn't. It felt a bit more. They've had to go by the numbers of what spots they can do, kind mm. of thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. But um, again, these these pay views have always like this. Sometimes WWE, it's like sometimes you get consistently good wrestling matches without a lot of story, and then you have matches like this where pay views where you just not. I don't know. It's just um, I can skip this and. I would still kind of know what's going on. Obviously, yeah. if this was a kind of, you know, us going, okay, yes, what's this pay-per-view? It's, uh, uh, we're not these people. <laughs> we're not these people. Um, sadly, um, as I said, we wouldn't be very good PR guys. I mean, I wouldn't be anyway. You know, but um, we can only be honest with our opinion. So that's what I'm guessing that's why you're here. But yes. um, anyway, 
But um, yeah, let's get, I guess, and kick off uh, talking about um, some talking points. Um, yeah, well, one thing I just want to, uh, a new little thing I want to start with the show, uh, a new little thing I want to try. If you guys like it, let me know. Obviously, Josh kind of knows what I'm talking about. Um, kind of um, start the sort of review with kind of a, a question that's, that's uh, we'll ask at the start, and then obviously we'll let you know the answer at the end. You know, something just to keep, you know, just something new to try out, because, you know, got to try something new, I guess. Yeah, something to think about during the podcast. If you're uh, uninterested in our conversation, at least it's something to think about throughout the show. <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> As, as you can probably guess, I'm a man paranoid that I uh, that I continuously thinks that people find us boring and no one actually is intrigued what we say. So I'm trying new ways, <laughs> trying new ways to try and keep everyone interested. That's you know, maybe I'm just really paranoid in that sense. You know, <laughs> probably a good thing I guess. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, enough of that stuff. That's the question is to leave you on is uh, the question is. Who has been involved in the most elimination chamber matches in WWE history? Obviously, I, I've obviously is is quickly. I was obviously just one answer, of course. But have you got a quick idea what it is? Who it is? There are a couple that um, spring to mind. Um, obviously, you got um, people like say Orton, um, Edge, Triple H have been involved in a fair few because they've been around for ages. But then you've got like long-standing card mid-cards that have also been around for ages as well. So like Kofi Kingston might be a surprise one. I mean, he was randomly inserted or not randomly, but very kind of last minute. Uh, last minute, he was inserted into the uh, WWE uh, Championship Elimination Chamber match. Um, so maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a question for it. Um, obviously, I'll let you know the answer at the end of the review. So hopefully you can stick around to find that, find that out. But um, yeah, it's, it's a new idea. It might not. It might be. It might. Let me know if you enjoy this because obviously, it's more of a. As Josh will probably it's, um, let you know, I'm, a, I'm more of a. I always have a lot of ideas. <laughs> I've never short of them. Execution. That's always the problem. Execution, of course. Um, so yeah, uh, get your uh, thinking hat, uh, thinking hats on, and we shall get our critique hats on. Uh, shall we begin with the elimination chamber match for the uh, or number one contendership? Uh, for the universal title, um, well, quick, uh, we could, uh, but again, it's just uh, again, oh, we could, or we could just completely skip it. I mean, nothing really happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. Roman wins, <laughs> lol. Um, <laughs> there we go. Problem solved. There you go. Um, nice knowing you. I'll see you later. Bye. Um, but, um, but um, no, because obviously there's one or two little um, niggies in the, in the kickoff is that could be replications for the main show that you want to go over. Not going to go too detail. Uh, mm-hmm. Just um, obviously, we learnt that Keith Lee um, was pulled from the triple threat because he was um, he's picked up an injury. Mm-hmm. So that kind of um, before the show that kind of sucked because obviously um, he could would could say he might have been the favourite for that US title triple threat. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I mean, he wasn't on the show, so um, on the Raw Go Home show. So no. we're kind of we're fearing the worst. Um, also, um, the uh, Lacey Evans and Oscar match wasn't on the card at all. It was booked, but they just kind of it felt like they kind of ignored it is that because of um the pregnancy angle they're going with yeah that she's acts i love the way they have to, you have to go and th- yeah she's legit pregnant by the way people <laughs> you have to oh, make she is this legit clear pregnant. wrestling you have to make this clear in wrestling because it's like because when they said it they were worried they're not going to do a story where they say it's rick's is it like rick flair's but they yeah. are doing the story there it's rick <laughs> oh it's just it's 
I think apparently they're losing interest in pulling the story. I'm just like, thank you. Yeah, very I, much. I'm not surprised either. I'm not <laughs> anything to do with Charlotte being a face, there, uh, or or just getting Flair in Ric Flair involved. It's like, yeah, okay, now let's focus on Charlotte's legacy. Now we don't need to have her dad involved in absolutely everything. <laughs> it's just, it just, it just, it's, ah, uh, oh, it's just not, not a fan. But if they didn't get rid of it, I just feel sorry if the Oscars got to be involved in it. Just me. But yeah. yeah, that match did not happen, so don't really have to talk about too much detail. But um, because of the Keith Lee thing, they done a US title qualifying match in the kickoff uh, between Elias, John Morrison, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet. Um, again, as you, as you know, we didn't watch the match, but obviously we knew who won. Obviously, John Morrison mm-hmm. won that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, going into US title thing, we talk about later. I didn't know that going in, so it was kind of a surprise nope. when I found out, oh, John Morrison, that's a interesting choice. Mm. But again, we're, we're kind of talking to that when we US title match. But yeah, mm. I just want to, you know, talk about it briefly, um, just to bring it up, because obviously it's kind of, it does kind of tie into the main show, sort of. Yeah, and it has ramifications for our, uh, for our JSPL uh, pre- uh, prediction league. Um so that's going to be fun to sort out. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I, I'm glad I kind of um, gave you a bit of heads up on that one. <laughs> no, especially the triple threat. Because uh, WWE do like to swerve swerve us or add a match last minute when we've already put the prediction sheets out. It's really annoying for Josh. Stop doing Josh, that. <laughs> Josh hates it. But um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, yes, now, Josh, yes, now we can talk about the opening contest of the night. Okay. With the um, as you expect, they did uh, when they've got two elimination chair matches. Um, I was expecting them to kick off with one because mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of how you would do it, wouldn't it? If you about it's the whole show is elimination chamber. You just kick off with a elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. So um, the question is, what one would they start off with? But no surprise, I guess to me was they started off with the SmackDown one. Obviously, this mm-hmm. eliminated chamber match was not for the title, but the mm-hmm. chance to face the champion later on in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, it involved uh, was he uh, my pick Daniel Bryan um, everyone else's pick Cesaro mm-hmm. uh, the safe pick um, Kevin Owens um, the shot in the dark when it comes to pick um, JSO um, everyone's favourite conspiracy theorist Sami Zayn and um, King Corbin no one's favourite King <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, yeah I was this was like I said I was looking forward to this the most because again it had more I wasn't sure where they were going with it. Mm. Uh, the, the Wars one was like quite straightforward in my opinion, but this one, I was a lot of people were a bit confused where to go with it. That it's kind of it's always good going into a chamber. Sometimes you didn't know who was going to win. Like you were kind of curious where they could go. I think it was going to go. I always thought it was going to go down to two: either Daniel Bryan or Cesaro. I mean, Kevin Owens has had opportunity after opportunity. Um, you know, Owens was really pumped up, really fired up. At the beginning of the match, like headbutting the pod. I think there's a, a squaring off there against Jey Uso. They've got a lot of history. So whether that's going to tie into, uh, well, actually, no. Um, well, Daniel Bryan uh, going against Roman Reigns, but that's not the case now at, uh, at WrestleMania. Um, we'll get into that in a second. That's kind of my thinking um, with that. Mm. Kind of why I picked Daniel Bryan in the end. Because yeah. it's like, um, I thought, well, I'm not getting a WrestleMania match, so maybe they'll do it earlier. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, cool. As always with this kind of stuff, it's just a lot of stuff to get through and stuff. Um, one quick question. Um, maybe because WWE like to um, um, sort of change details of history. 
a perfect example of um, mm. the um, ruthless aggression stuff. Um, did yep. Triple H actually create the Elimination Chamber? Uh, I don't think he actually, you know, put on the pair of like overalls and like a no, welder's mask and actually built. Well, it's his idea though, because <laughs> it's I, I, it's like I hear like like Chris Jericho, like the uh, Money in the Bank was like Chris Jericho's idea, but you know WWE like kind of yeah. like to put across that like that's their idea when it's mm. obviously somebody else's, but. When I was doing my notes, that's the first thing they said. Oh, it's Triple H's idea. I'm like, uh, yeah. is it? Was it? I thought, it just- yeah, either Triple H or Eric Bischoff or kind of co-creation. Because I always thought it was Eric Bischoff. Um, he was the man that introduced it in 2002. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just I just thought it's a question to ask. Like, I'm just because you know how like W like to you know said like sort of tell a different side of history when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff. Um, perfect example of many of their Monday Night Wars um, kind of DVDs where they kind of mm-hmm. so a different version of history that they were like they like to say not actually what happened mm. but um, anyway it's no point I just thought I'd, I'd quickly you know wrap you know pick your brain on it because you might know uh, more than I did so I could have looked it up but there's no fun in that so no. I thought I'll ask ask you so yeah like there's no fu- uh, there's no point or no fun in looking up the uh, answer to our question earlier about who is uh, who's been involved in mo- in the most uh, elimination Chamber matches. Triple H is one of those names that I've uh, I had a thought about. Um, maybe it's him. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Who do you think it is? We'll let you know later. But um, yeah, uh, again, it's just like, again, a lot of stuff to get through. It's basically a situation of um, the first. Obviously, we had the first two that started off. Obviously, the Chamber mm. was obviously Danny Bryan and Cesaro. We mm. all know how good they are because they had that really great match in Jet last month on SmackDown. Mm. I think a lot of legend. I think it was like Kurt Angle praises like his like mm. he's up there with his matches between him and um, kind of um, Brock or like him and well name he can't be said Benoit it's kind of mm-hmm. Angle, we can't say his name but them kind of feuds yep. they're kind of his high praise when you talk about the quality they had so you're always expecting good stuff here um, the yeah. way they've been booking Cesaro lately is mm. about damn time let's mm-hmm. be honest uh, but the story of that kind of like them between these two in the match was that uh they kept working, so I kept working on Danny Bryan's net leg or knee mm-hmm. that would play in, that would play into the um, uh, the end, would play in throughout the chamber. Mm-hmm. It's kind of when I, when I saw that, I kind of thought that that's where they were going to go because it was an obvious choice. Both um, both guys trading European uppercuts. Cesaro showcasing his uh, his strength with uh, Daniel Bryan going for um, an armbar submission. Cesaro picking up in almost like a uh, powerbomb kind of pose before Daniel Bryan counters again. So showcasing Daniel Bryan's probably a better technical rest, especially in terms of um, um, his submission game. Uh, nice prolonged elevated suplex from uh, Cesaro as well. Just walking around with Bryan. Um, that was a good spectacle. Yeah, which is really good stuff. I mean, it's yeah. just as you expect. But then after they had, um, as you said, everyone's least favourite king, um, King Corbin comes in, just does what King Corbin does. I love the, um, I love the audibles. Um, I love the audibles from um, Sami Zayn in the pod going, "No, not me, not me." And I was expecting it to be Sami Zayn. It's like he's going to be first or second, is he? Oh no, he's not. He's going to be third then, isn't he? Oh no, he wasn't. So that was a good surprise. Then Owens afterwards, when uh, Corbin came in, it's like, "Oh, why him? Just why him? Like Brian, just get him on the ground and just tap him out. Just get rid of." Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just I mean it got me the thing with the, the whole camera thing with Sami Zayn as well you know a bit where it's like they got with his camera crew it's like why yeah they're not doing any harm 
No. In, just... in that case, why didn't they get rid of Omos like earlier on? Well, he did the, eventually, uh, but... Yeah, they did eventually after he broke into the cell, into the uh, chamber pod. Maybe Sammy's got a point. Sammy has got a point. Maybe there's a, con- a grand conspiracy against Sammy Zayn. I want to watch that documentary. I really want to oh, see that got, documentary. Please tell me they're actually filming that. that, that no, no, it's just because they got cameras doesn't mean I, I would watch that. Yeah, like, make it oh, be like um, make it into like them really over the top nineties kind of you know mystery shows. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, you know, you used to have their mystery shows where they talk about oh, this person saw like a, a UFO, could be a mm-hmm. ghost. Find out more on this, like you know, mm-hmm. like proper over the top nineties mysteries like episodes. Yeah. Or even eventually leads to his face turn. Eventually, you think it's going to be like, oh, this is complete nonsense, you know. Uh, he's just a massive cry, but he, he a sore loser, thinks everyone's going against him. Or actually, oh, no, he's got a legitimate point. That is bullshit. <laughs> but to be fair, he does. And I think, I think that'd be, I think that'd be best. Either way, he's got the kind of, again, everyone's loving his work at the moment because he's been brilliant. He's like really yeah. good at the heel stuff. And um, yeah, I would be up for that. I'd be, it'd be, I'd be love it if it's like, you find out actually yeah they have been screwing you man uh, I would love that but yeah I mean the bit when he's like kept the uh, he done the whole chicken shit heel thing where it's like mm-hmm. clo- it, the, it was his time to come in but he said no he clo- he left the door closed yeah. Um, it's like okay that could work but maybe I missed a spot but then it's like all of a sudden Cesaro just steps through the, the, the uh, plexiglass that mm. I, I guess broke um, earlier in the match that I just didn't pick up on I think both sides both sides slide open fairly quickly like you don't have to break in um, like you used to going through the glass or having to unlock it um, the referees on the outside um, when they were more of a cylinder shape they're fairly okay. fairly easy to slide open but it was a nice reveal yeah I just like it just again it's because Sammy seems so good at being that guy it's like he, he over, the over the topness of his heel work is mm-hmm. so good that you can, and also it's Cesaro that's been awesome lately. So, just thought I'd point out because it's like, well, I thought there was should be class there. Maybe, maybe it's another part of the conspiracy. Maybe they they took it out just to mess with him. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But um, yeah, more stuff, cool stuff for Sami Zayn in this match. He had the he missed a haluba kick, mm. and um, hit his arm on the side of a pod that looked pretty cool. I tried it on Danny Bryan. Mm-hmm. You had that weird spot when um, they um, him and Cesaro, him and Cesaro were climbing on top of the pod. And then basically, uh, Sami Zayn trying to get away, um, mm-hmm. climbing across the like the, kind of like the wall of the chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting something a bit more spectacular, but that's because it looked that's what it looked like they were trying to do. Yeah, you know, a spectacular spot. But then it just kind of ended with Cesaro kicking him off, him falling over, and then him doing push-ups, uh, pull-ups. If he's doing pull-ups. push-ups on the chamber upside down, that'd be even more impressive. Well, do you know Cesaro is the guy? The guy is so capable of doing it. But yeah, he done that. And um, yeah, that was awesome. He, as always, Cesaro just kicking ass as always. He, was, he got the first elimination. That's obviously yeah. awesome. With the, was that flying uppercut that I still think should be his finisher. It's yep. such a finisher move that I wish that um, he could put more people away with that. Maybe he has mm. been, maybe, but I just wish it, it was. Big old diving or big old diving or running European uppercut. That was my go-to finisher in, um, in the WWE 2K games. Um, it's a nice surprise hit out of nowhere uh, kind of like a super kick or a spear you can just hit it anywhere well exactly it's just like it's similar with the phenomenal forearm that's kind of like spring ball kind of just punch, like superman punch type thing mm-hmm. like you, that's a finisher so why can't that I just think it looks it's got the spectacularness you need in the finisher that mm-hmm. can come out of nowhere as you said so yep. but, but yeah hit that 
but it wasn't enough. He locked in the sharpshooter on King Corbin, and he tapped out. And I guess and everyone was kind of salivating that you know he got kicked out first. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, they try to uh, redo uh, or try to make amends from uh, the Go Home Show SmackDown where they had the six man tag match, and Cesaro just couldn't pick up um, Corbin or could only get him round for two spins, but managed to get him up uh, some good elevated. Uh, multiple rotations for that Cesaro swing, which is always entertaining. I, d- I can't wait until the, when the fans can come back and they can all start counting again. I yeah. can't wait for that, mate. Uh, I'm quite surprised they didn't put it in artificially. Um, oh, I mean, they put in yeses and this is awesome. Um, he, yeah, I'm quite surprised Corbin tapped out that quickly. Uh, I mean, his back wasn't particularly worked on. He was pretty much on the offense most of the match, Corbin. Yeah, I don't know. It's just It was a bit weird, but... It's one of those things. It's not hard. Well, this might be really harsh to Corbin, but I mean, he's one of those. He's kind of like characters that if he gets, he's kind of the person that you want to get out first because there's a lot of more believable names that he's kind mm. of like the backdrop of the story. If you know what I mean? Yeah. All these people in this match have like sort of storylines going on between each yeah. other. He's kind of just slot in there because you know we need that sixth man, or like you know somebody else in there. But yeah. Again, That's and true. also Cesaro looks like a beast. It's always great. Uh, then you got KO came in, basically kicking ass. Um, Sami Zayn trying to um, call out his former best friend to try and help him join. But um, um, you should know better that KO doesn't doesn't have like friends at the moment. And um, nope. yeah, you basically chucked him, you know, attacked him, took him out. Um, there was it was a weird bit where was Sami Zayn kind of, well, was it Kevin or them two at the top of the open? Or was it he bit him? Yep, very heelish. Yeah, but weird. <laughs> I just think it's very strange. It's like, you know, this bit, you know, ah, oh, just bite you. It's like, I know it's very, like, makes sense, but I just think that's really weird. But, um, yeah, we obviously had everyone done this, it's, you know, the usual, everyone hits their finishes type thing and everyone's down type situation. Yep, cannonballs, European uppercuts, pop-up power bombs. Everything, one in knees, add everything. Awesome spot. Everyone, lo- I love that kind of stuff. But yeah, but then obviously we had, um, obviously we had the second elimination where KO basically went crazy, went very Austin, stunned everyone, pretty much. Then went into the ring, stunned Sami Zayn, eliminated him. He's out, so that's another one for the uh, conspiracy book mm-hmm. <laughs> to add to his collection. Yep, and uh, Uso, Jey Uso comes in. Uh, nice little bit of invention with the cell. Um, it's it's hard to create uh, when it's been around for such a long time create those original spots but uh, just jamming Kevin Owens' uh, arm into the uh, into that entrance of the of the chamber which looked painful it um, did and with Owens trapped delivers three four super kicks rolls him back into the ring hits him with another one and Kevin Owens is gone and we're down to the final three obviously we had uh, Jey so so and Daniel Bryan, I think um, the ov- when sort of KO went, um, kind of that was everyone's obvious choice because of their history with Roman Reigns. So mm. the only picks, obviously, the two were Danny Bryan and Cesaro, maybe Jey Uso, but we've seen that story before. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it has a cool again. This has a cool moment. You had Jey Uso working on the knee again. Again, they've really been working on it through the, through the match. Um, we had a kind of Cesaro did this kind of swing on. Um, for Jey Uso I think it was swinging on either side of the cell that mm-hmm. always looks horrible <laughs> I mean it just it just like it's mm. one of those things that you just don't want that to happen to you no would you want to take that spot I wouldn't want to take that spot um, 
like last year when Shayna Baszler did it, especially to like Liv Morgan, like absolutely brutal. Yeah, it's just it's it's, it's one of those it's one of those rare spots they can do that just it never looks, you know, just, it looks awful, but in a good way. If you know what I mean, mm. that, that probably makes no sense to anyone, but except for myself. Damn but, it, um, what are you going on about? It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> story of my life, isn't it? <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously we had, uh, we had, I think that's really cool, Gut Buster from the top. I think it was like so hit that mm. kind of from the top on Danny Bryan. Mm. Like the strength of the man has never been in yeah. question. Cesaro, awesome. Um, done a one uh, one leg swing on Danny Bryan's knee again. Keep working yep. on it. But um, yeah, to, I'd say a lot of people surprised. Obviously, um, it took uh, Cesaro got eliminated next by a super kick mm. by Uso. Another mm. Uso splash from the top. Cesaro was out. So mm. everyone's pick that everyone was kind of thinking that he was going to be the one kind of eliminated. I wouldn't say early on, but kind of like mm-hmm. not being the final two. That's kind of disappointing. Oh. But I mean, what you say, was he your pick? I thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan. Um, after all the promo stuff he'd been doing on Talking Smack. Uh, I know Cesaro um, did some on, on the Talking Smack as well. But for some reason, it's when I went on the YouTube channel, it wasn't there. I couldn't find Cesaro's promo anywhere at all. But I expected Uso to, of course, come out last uh, um, it's likely that Paul Heyman pulled some strings make sure that uh, uh, Roman's cousin comes out last uh, so he's got the best chance of winning the bloody thing of course because you know that's how Roman Reigns operates right yeah. and it creates the question as well like what would Uso do um, I think did Edge ask that question Daniel Bryan asked the question on the go home show uh, what exactly are you going to do if you win um, oh no I think it was someone who interviewed him. it might have been Michael Cole or Corey Graves so what would uh, what would Uso do if he did win the Elimination Chamber? Would he just lie down for his cousin? Um, certainly create a lot of a uh, lot more heel heat. Um, I think um, finger poke of doom, maybe uh, uh, that kind so of moment. What's the? Oh, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was again. It's like uh, with that kind of thing. It's like yeah, it would have been interesting. But again, we've seen that from like kind of the early years of. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns is kind of um, title reign. And I think I'm liking his kind of um, descent to the dark side with uh, being a part of Roman Reigns anyway. So, yeah. But it gave it that, as, as you said, we like we liked that if factor. It gave that, you know, that all maybe he will factor that's always good in matches. So, yeah. Nice spot at the end as well. Um, kind of false finish. Uso hits the splash. One, two. Daniel Bryan kicks out. Uso tries to... Um, make sure that the job is done by going for another splash, but this time going to the top of the uh, chamber pod he dives and Daniel Bryan gets the knees up so it's just a classic classic counter to the splash however with the injured knee uh, that takes its toll uh, Daniel Bryan hits the running knee uh, thus injuring his knee even further but he gets the win and here comes the tribal chief not the big dog um, looking like an absolute badass a bastard but a badass coming down to the ring setting up for that spear i mean to be fair though it's like i i, I was thinking maybe because i'm trying to use um uh, that kind of booking where this would be the main sh- the main story of the show i thought this would be the main event like you know big it up is this kind of thing he wins it and then at the end of the night he kind of has to um face Roman Reigns, and then kind of um he he, he fights valiantly but that 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 knee was too much yeah. for him and Roman wins but again this works for his story well as well because had, had, how did he win the title doing the exact same thing yep. so it totally works for his character but it 
it was very short match as you expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, what's he said, going for the spear, Danny Bryan reversed it into the yes lock. The commentators were really, really selling that you know when he had that locked in that he's going to win the title. But no, nope. <laughs> no one in a million years thought he would. Uh, Roman Reigns came out uh, with it powered out and done there. Uh, it's one thing that Roman Reigns I love at the moment with his character is his viciousness of his strikes, those yeah. elbows and those punches he does to um, to like. I think with Uso it was more prevalent, but here it's just like they were vicious. Mm. Best kind of vicious. Um, that after that, Daniel was just like, out cold. I mean, the guy just went through like what twenty five, what thirty four minutes, yeah, thirty four minutes <laughs> elimination chamber match. Absolutely knackered, knees shot, and then mm. so and then he yeah, it lasts ounce of energy to try and get it. No, no hope in hell after that. Nope. Hit uh, locked in the guillotine um, that he's been winning a lot lately and um, gets the win. But it was not over, as you expect. Um, no. Uh, again he won it turned around boom very nicely very nice spear by edge mm. and as we've been all expecting he's made his decision and he looks like he's going to face Roman Reigns for the universal title at Wrestlemania and that uh, God be honest one um, I don't the sign mysteriously you know done fireworks that for me singles an end of a show not the start of a show yes maybe it's just me but uh, mm-hmm. yeah great stuff um, Roman Reigns looks great. Edge picking Roman Reigns, awesome. Mm. And also, yeah, I said I, I, might, I can't be the only one that felt that like this is a an ender of a show, not a starter of a show. Especially with, like with the fireworks, yeah. Um, like for that for that image, I, I honestly thought that uh, when Edge hit the spear and when he was going to pick up the title, uh, had that uh, create that. I thought they'd create that doubt. So I think oh, Edge still hasn't made up his mind. Like he'll uh, he'll tune in on the. Uh, he'll tune in on uh, or tune in on Raw and SmackDown to find out, or, or would he appear afterwards uh, in the WWE uh, chamber and also do exactly the same thing to Drew? And as a result, that would have been quite fun because uh, Edge has warned um, Drew before that the odds are stacked against him. He's also criticised the Miz uh, for telling everyone exactly. Uh, what the Miz was going to do, he's going to go out of the chamber and then cash it in afterwards. Edge's like, why would you do that? Why would you? Why would you say what your plan is? But then Edge, uh, if he did attack Drew after the match, and then as a result, Miz comes down and cashes in and wins. Oh, imagine the reaction of the Miz! How pissed off Edge would be. He's like, yeah, thanks. You've just uh, did the plan for me. <laughs> Everywhere according to plan, I've played you. I've absolutely played you. That would have been good. <laughs> but I think it's been quite obvious since the kind of like teasers they've had. Yeah. It's like the only two, Roman is the only one kind of with, you had obviously the Drew thing that was, I, I, I might be wrong, he might have just been hanging around. He, he kind of turned up one night, over two nights. Mm-hmm. The NXT one we turned up that no one in many years thought it would happen, but right. it was nice that they even let us consider it. A little bit and, of fancy uh, booking going on there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of him in NXT for like one, one or two matches, but him as the, mm-hmm. uh, the NXT champion, I'm not a fan, but that's mm-hmm. just me. Don't think it's that kind of brand, but yeah. And obviously the Roman Reigns stuff with his first reactions where he's making him wait, mm-hmm. it's obvious that, that goal, obviously because rumours and stuff, that that's the story they were going for after that. Because obviously at first yeah. we thought Drew, because it made sense, he's on Raw... You know, mm-hmm. Drew's a, the champion. It made sense, but they've gone a different direction. But I mm-hmm. like, again, I like it because again, you've got Edge, great storyteller. The guy, um, 
it's we're finally getting the fancy booking kind of stuff that we wanted when it came back anyway. Mm-hmm. And Roman's been awesome, and it'll be the first time. Maybe he might be main event. Might be the first time that he's main evented a show, and we don't want to. We don't want to boo the hell out of him. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, we actually want him there. You know, <laughs> that sounds horrible, but it's just it's it's just weird. This whole pandemic year of just like the start of the pandemic, we hated him as much as we did. We liked him a bit less. Mm. We hated him a bit less because of the whole thing with his illness. But mm. he's come back, done excellent heel work. Um, love his character, love his stuff, and now it's like he's in the main event of WrestleMania. And I've got mm. a feeling if they're with the fans, he actually might cheer him. It's 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 crazy when you think about it, yeah. you know. But like, yeah, but I mean, as a match as a whole, I think mean, it's a good chamber. Nothing, nothing to write home about in the sense of any shocks. But it was a solid, yeah. sh- solid chamber. I think good opener to the show. Should have been the ending, but. That's just my opinion, but what do you think? But when you've got the big old title change at the end, that kind of surprise, um, and it's a WWE Championship, it's a much more prestigious title. Uh, I'm not surprised uh, that match um, wrapped up the show, uh, even though this was the better chamber match. Yeah. And also, uh, it might be a joke, but I kind of, um, for me, it might sound horrible, but it's like there's obviously a different level of quality when it comes to the, the SmackDown storylines. Yes, and the kind of raw storylines, mm-hmm. because it, with the raw SmackDown one, there was like there's all these interesting interchangeable storylines, like you know Danny Bryan, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Jay So like they've built up quite nicely that you kind of had options. Yeah, with raw there wasn't as much. That's um, no. cut. It's you know maybe I'm just being really heavy, heavily critical, but I just kind of noticed it. Yeah, there's there's more options with uh, on the SmackDown side. Uh, for sure that's why I think we were saying Edge initially to go against Drew because Drew's pretty much gone against everyone um, whereas Roman there's Daniel Bryan there's Cesaro he's faced Kevin Owens before you know Shinsuke Nakamura has turned face recently um, the Sami Zayn documentary will that factor into a potential face turn there's a lot more options on the Smackdown side of things yeah because they built up everyone quite nicely. I mean, I'm not even yeah. talking about the uh, intercontinental title scene with um, Big E oh. and Apollo Crews and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, loving SmackDown at the moment. So, but yeah, just to kind of notice. But yeah, Chamber was good. Uh, the setup for the the match afterwards made sense for Roman's character. Yeah, I've waited. Good start to the show. Um, but the question, the sad truth, you could say the sad truth is um, this might be harsh. Yeah, did it all go down? Did it kind of go downhill from there? <laughs> um, that's in the sense of like the other matches on the card or that do you think that's not fair not necessarily downhill I mean it wasn't a car crash but they didn't nothing topped it really apart from there was a surprise at that surprise cashing at the end um, these two matches were complete filler even though we also had a title change uh, in True. the um, in the US uh, title match um, they're talking about that Bobby Lashley is I didn't know he's the longest reigning uh, or has been the longest United States uh, champion since Sheamus uh, back in 2014, uh, I believe they said. Just to mm-hmm. point out that, just like that, you put that in the, you know, you know, let that thing sink in. That mm-hmm. basically they've, they've changed that title so many times. Yeah. That it took until 2014 Sheamus to be the longest reign they've had. It's just, mm-hmm. just, it just shows how much they've really not cared about the US title for many, <laughs> many years. Yeah. But um, yeah, obviously this was the triple threat we briefly brought up um, that changed, obviously, due to Keith Lee. But obviously, mm-hmm. a triple threat between Bobby Lashley, Matt Riddle, 
We're calling him Matt Riddle, not Riddle. Mm. And uh, obviously not Keith Lee, um, John Morrison. That's again, wasn't mm. at the time. I was surprised because I didn't watch obviously to put the kickoff show. So, but it was like, well, it was kind of, um, what's that saying? A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Yes. In my opinion. Anyway. But yeah, mm. again, going into this one, it was more of a, obviously the last couple of weeks, Bobby Lassie just basically been destroying Rid- Matt Riddle, basically. Mm-hmm. Showing his dominance, you know. Matt Riddle... Matt Riddle getting wins against like MVP, uh, MVP picking up the injury. But as I had in this match as well, Bobby Lashley demonstrating his absolute dominance uh, and his strength. And this is the side of Lashley, which is perfect for him. Um, this is the Lashley we like to see. And then MVP is the mouthpiece. Um, MVP barking instructions, uh, kind of pep talks, whereas Lashley just goes on a rampage. That's the Lashley... Um, that we need we need to see more often. Well, it's, it's been the one we've kind of been waiting for. Um, yeah. I've been anyway. So like, because when he it's ever, when they don't put him any stupid feuds like you know the Lana thing and yeah. all that kind of stuff. They've as I said before, the hurt business has quietly been doing their business quite nicely. Yeah, uh, just keep, you know keeping you know the, keeping it going, putting them in kind of storylines mm-hmm. that not exactly blowing anyone away, but you know no. they've um, slowly built them up as being credible. That's mm-hmm. um, a nice change. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they both now they've obviously got the t- they they had all the gold pretty much at mm-hmm. this point. But um, yeah, going into this match, it was obviously you didn't think Joe Morrison's going to win because obviously he's a replacement because that'd be weird, mm-hmm. and obviously he's involved with the Miz, uh, Matt Riddle maybe if you want to do a shock maybe. But yeah, I liked his um, I liked his attire coming down to the ring. He looked kind of like a like Evil Knievel a little bit. <laughs> well, to be fair, it kind of um, yeah, kind of works for him. We all know what they kind of book him as kind of like this kind of dweeb, kind of like mm-hmm. spaced out nerd. Yeah. <laughs> basically a stoner. Basically a stoner character because he kind of is. But um, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, going into this match, I was personally, I think everyone didn't think there would be a title change at all. So I thought, well, why take the belt off him? But mm-hmm. but um, when it comes to the match though, um, let's be honest, it's basically two thirds of the match, basically Bobby Lashley dominating everyone, <laughs> basically. As soon as Riddle, yeah, Riddle and Morrison try to get some offense in, but um, Lashley was just attacked straight away, showing himself to be a real threat uh, in this match. I mean, yeah, it was pretty much that. Like, you had this moment where Riddle and Morrison worked together, tried to work together. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. Uh, they both nope. done some high fly moves from the outside. Kind of worked, but didn't go anywhere. You had, like, mm-hmm. you know, the was it Matt Riddle going again? Was it the floating bro? Floating bro? Yep. Yeah, hit that, kicked out. Starship Pain by John Morrison, kicked out. Um, but let's be honest, the kind of cool thing about this match was the ending, kind of, mm-hmm. with the whole, um, was it when Bobby Lashley kicked out of Starship Pain, he had a nice little exchange between John Morrison and MVP. That yep. was uh, kind of kind of funny, I find. They shut the hell up. It's like, you, you think that's going to uh, that's gonna finish Bobby Lashley, do you? Uh, nice little interaction uh, between those two. Uh, taking the crutch away from from MVP, uh, trying to um, suck up to the ref, like, oh, he's got a weapon, he's got a weapon. It's a triple threat, mate. Yep, no GQ, you get away with it. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, even I have to think about that sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, it's triple threat, you can do that, right? I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, I have to, even I have to remember. But um, yeah, obviously, um, he walked right into a hurt. Was it a locked? Uh, was it Bobby Lashley hit the? Was it locked in the hurt, hurt lock? lock? Mm-hmm. Um, Morrison was basically looked like he was out for the count. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Riddle got the crutch. 
for mm. MVP. Hit Bobby Lashley in the back. Mm. Then went on top, hit the um, Broad Derek from the top. Yep. Got the pin. And, I mean, maybe surprising not to everyone, but maybe to me, um, got the win. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he is the new United States champion. And yeah. he got and he ran out of that place as quickly as he possibly could. As I would have done. <laughs> I would have done exactly the same thing. Bobby Lashley <laughs> was not happy at all. No. But yeah, I mean, again, it's nothing special this match. It was kind of a little more of a because of the Keith Lee thing. It was kind of felt kind of put together mm-hmm. a little bit. But mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. Bobby Lashley doesn't come off looking weak in my opinion. This because it took a crutch to the back. And kind of yep. a distraction to kind of get the, you know, like a crutch to the back and kind of get the, um, mm-hmm. he didn't even take the pin as well. So obviously that's always good. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, just like obviously this is uh, the Bobby Lasty thing. It's normally we say, well, what would he do next? Well, we know what he did next. We all know that now. <laughs> we all know that. Uh, they made that very kind of, I, I kind of wish they didn't do that. It was the, the match after this, uh, the women's tag where they had the, the talk with uh, well just beforehand we saw the Miz anyway and there was enough ambiguity um, with Bad Bunny and the Miz so, uh, Bad Bunny's like I'm here because I'm the 24-7 champion what are you doing here Miz so you're not in a match you go oh, okay is he actually going to cash in or is he just there to do media promo whatever it may be uh, or is he going to cash in bit of ambiguity there uh, but as soon as we saw backstage with MVP and the amazing like there's going to be a cash in but I, I had a even though I'd saw I'd actually seen the I'd seen the video of uh, like Miz's uh, Miz's interview beforehand just came up on my phone thanks Google YouTube whatever it was for ruining yeah, they that yeah. annoying like that yeah very annoying uh, but that clip alone uh, MVP and Miz together okay we know I know what's going to happen now uh, Bobby Lash is going to run down attack afterwards Miz is going to cash in um whether well the Miz is going to cash in whether he's successful or not you know but the cash in was inevitable but um, yeah I mean I again that's probably because you know quite late and you know too busy trying to focus on keeping on anything else didn't clock that but I did clock I mean I did clock the backstage kind of like in, like kind of like talking to each other mm. but I don't know what I was thinking but yeah I mean you could have knew there was something up because I was because mm. yeah but we're talking about a bit more obviously the main event but yeah obviously mm. normally we would go with this like oh what Bobby Dash you doing this like we know he did so we'll go into that a bit later yeah <laughs> so but yeah for this match it was fine um, but uh, was it Matt Riddle new United States champion um, his mm. first title in WWE even though yeah even though I don't like the United States championship design oh I hate it he suits it because I think it's because I have the, the affiliation that he used to be in UFC and it's I guess it, it's not far off the design of uh, one of the UFC titles I guess. I think that's probably what they went for. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just me, but um, just uh, nostalgia for them. Really nice. I, I didn't think that United States design needs to be changed, but no, that's just me. But, you know. But, um, yeah, good match. I think it's fine. Um, nothing mm. to write home about, but, yeah, new nope. champion. Normally, Bobby Lashley, we know what Bobby Lashley did afterwards. So, it's, mm. you know, nothing. Just something. It mixed it up a little bit. It's nice. Mm. So, that's good. So, um, yeah, after that, we had... Um, the I would the only woman yeah the only women's match on the card <laughs> yeah then when you think about it it's not like yeah great they probably have two but obviously we talked about earlier with the whole mm-hmm. the world world women's championship match wasn't going to happen because of Lacey nope. Evans pregnant congratulations mm-hmm. Lacey Evans but 
But um, yeah, we'll talk about the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match between uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, the champions going against uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is this match felt like it was tagged on for me. It did feel like mm-hmm. a kind of like, oh, let's put a different match up. I think they have been building yeah. it with the whole, um, was it Belair hasn't made her choice yet? So yeah. they're doing the whole like she's kind of ha- tagging, um, you know, them and um, was it her and um, Sasha Banks been teaming? But again, mm-hmm. it for me, maybe it's because I want to smack down as much as I should. It did feel a bit tagged on mm-hmm. this match. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, um, there was more focus in the go home show to um, Reginald's uh, infatuation with the boss Sasha Banks. Um, like speaking on her behalf, uh, giving her champagne, uh, giving her more attention than uh, than Carmella. Involved in a uh, intergender like six person uh, tag team match where uh, Reginald pinned Nia Jax uh, due to a bit of comeuppance. Um, although we had um, in that match, in that build up to that moment, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair attacking Shayna Baszler like on the outside, which is if I'm not if I'm not wrong, I don't think I'm wrong. Uh, that that is a that is a DQ, surely. <laughs> that would be a DQ. Well, unless the ref wasn't paying attention, but I guess. Oh no, the ref was paying attention. This is bad officiating. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's and that's like that's proper criticism because obviously, as a as, as you are a uh, ref, different. A rugby referee. I'm stickler for the rules or the laws, as they're called in that sport. Still, but I mean, refereeing any anything, you must be it must be disappointing you to see poor officiating. Yeah, poor officiating. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you watch the Premier League week in week out. You see it all the time. <laughs> that's not getting to that. That's an, that's another. That's an, that's a new. That's an other podcast idea. That that's not getting to that. This is a wrestling show. That's not getting. To, but um, yeah, <laughs> so terrible refereeing. But yes, um, again, it's kind of, kind of a. Uh, it's, it's it's kind of um, you won't expect anything in this match because you kind of won't mm-hmm. think um, I don't think they're changing the titles going in obviously with that really cool um, kind of in two weeks with the women's tag team championship on the line against um, Dakota Kai and Gonzalez who won the Dusty yeah. the Dusty Cup that I'm actually mm-hmm. looking forward to so I, as am I. I'm really glad that they brought up the history between Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler you know breaking the arm uh, and they gave Raquel, Gonza- uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, some time on the mic as well so that was refreshing because uh, we I don't we don't really hear us speak that much. No, I think I think because um, as you said, as some people, it's like it's the old action speak loud in words, and um, yeah. that kind of like. But yeah, she does. She, she's good on the mic. She's very good. Yeah. Obviously, it'd be more interesting when she split from Dakota Kai. But mm. but yeah, but it's like they set that up quite nicely NXT. So I didn't think there was going to be like a crazy title change. So it's kind of more of um, I don't know. I don't know what we was kind of expecting going into this. I was kind of like, okay, we'll just watch it. Might be a good match. There'd be something happened or someone does something and then, yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously Bianca Belair and um, Sasha Banks worked quite, have been worked quite well as a team. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll point out, uh, it's um, obviously they brought up the Nia Jax, my hole joke. That's, um, I've put yeah. in my, no- my notes, it's no fun when you're playing along. It's no fun when no. you're, it's, <laughs> it's like, if you're making jokes or bringing it up all the time, it's no fun. I guess and that's the point, yeah. but. It's like no mm-hmm. man, it's supposed to be a, that's supposed to be like an internet joke that they they mm. they always try to ignore and not bring up, so we keep saying it. But they're bringing yeah. it up and bringing it in the storyline. It's like ah, oh, that's buzz kills, yeah. you know. 
supposed supposed to be a thing, but I don't know. Yeah, so I, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So those kind of um, those kind of jokes, I guess, can go. Uh, another thing can go is that uh, I don't know when they put in that kind of whip kind of sound effect uh, before uh, Bianca Belair's music. Oh, it's always why? Been a thing. Why do we need? Yeah, why do we need to have that? I don't know. It's the same reason why. What's the same reason why they used to put that creaking noise in um, Alistair Black's entrance when he didn't need it? Yeah, or that kind of pinging sound for ricochet. Why? We get it. Oh, it's ricochet. It's a sound of ricocheting. No. I know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like added details that you don't need to add on, but yeah. But, no. but again, that's always been it's her kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't like it either. But personal choice, right? Personal preference, eh? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, obviously I had the... Cool stuff. Yeah, some cool stuff in this match. It wasn't exactly. It was, it was kind of by numbers in some way. You had um, you had this weird thing where Bianca Belair. I think Nia Jax has like had Bianca. Uh, was it Sasha Banks up is like a kind of gorilla press. Mm-hmm. And I've ne- I've never seen like a thing where it's like. <laughs> I don't. Know, I can't know how to describe it, but like Bianca Belair was just like waiting for the catcher. But it it yep. looks so unconvincing. I've never <laughs> I've never seen anything with life like. She was like it was like, it felt like a, it felt like it felt like a spot. I know it sounds silly to say, but I feel like someone said, okay, you wait there, okay, wait there, go back, go back, stay there, right there, stay mm-hmm. there, boom, and then released her. So she caught her just right. Yeah. If that's what it felt like, it's not a big deal, but I kind of yeah. hate it when, I hate, I hate spots like that, personally. You can clearly see them waiting, yeah, for sure. There's a little bit of, a, a bit of timing is uh, timing is required. Baszler runs into a drop kick from Belair, which is nice, leading to a Meteora uh, by Sasha Banks. I like the Meteora. Uh, that's fun. It's a cool. It's a cool move. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think especially when it's from the top as well, it always looks really spectacular. And so it's one of the best move sets. Um, Sasha Banks, but um, yeah, obviously we had the obviously another thing we had was really cool was um, a lot of um, was it was Sasha Banks hit like a frog splash from the top that we all know she loves doing because yep. tribute to Eddie. Uh, we had the, was it Bianca Bella hit this thing called the Kiss of Death that I'm not quite sure what it kind of is, but mm-hmm. again, it's a cool move. It's like a face planting falcon arrow. Yeah, love moves like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, and obviously it looks like um, Shayna Baszler was out, but Nijax pulled pulled them out. But again, as always with these kind of matches, um, mm-hmm. probably with the same with the US title match, it's all about the ending. Out comes Reginald with a bottle, uh, pure, uh, probably most likely a cheap uh, bottle of uh, champagne. Ah, cheap, cheapskate. <laughs> Come on. Well, most it. likely, I mean, you're not going to waste good champagne, are you? You know, in the bottle, you're going to smash it over the head. Uh, of your opponents they don't waste money. a good champagne they've all got money come on they can afford the you know to smash a bottle of uh, nice champagne over someone's head <laughs> they can do it they can, they can afford it come on come on but um, but um, yeah obviously Reginald came out kind of pre kind of um, what's the word it's kind of um, I was happy kind of, I can't remember what I'm looking for basically just came down and basically come and Sasha you know to like because he had the bank statement locked in on Ajax mm-hmm. um, she got to the ropes uh, but then was it Reginald kind of like said, no, use the champagne glass bottle. And um, mm. me personally, because um, I'm a daftly heel at heart, mm. I would definitely use that champagne to win the match, you know? Yeah. But, you know, Sasha Banks has more, mm. you know, she's more um, integrity than I am. So she didn't want to mm. use it. Um, but she, um, because of that, she turned around, got a, as always, a Samoan job by Nia Jax, got the win. Why did this match have to be like that? Why did it have to have this weird ending? I, I don't know what I had to do do that I mean they've been including Reginald in the build up um, but surely there was more scope to do to do something more with Sasha and Bianca building that kind of tension will Bianca choose Sasha um, so 
Uh, for example, uh, after the match, you could have had uh, Bianca coming to the ring, going, what the hell happened? Uh, there's a confrontation with Reginald. They both beat up Reginald, or Bianca beats up Reginald, whatever it was, and then leading to a, a heel turn. That'd be a nice surprise when someone does use the bottle, but they use it on each other. Yeah, I might feel it. I mean, it, it just it felt... Mate, as I said, the second to, was it second to last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Um, yeah. She's either going to obviously pick SmackDown, or she's going to pick, yeah. drag it out a little bit longer. But yeah, I would have liked a bit more so, as you said, sow the seeds of like, because mm-hmm. it's obvious she's picking, in my opinion, she's obvious she's picking Sasha Banks, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they, they had sure a brief did. little exchange with Oscar, but again, poor Oscar. Always seem to, they always seem to forget about Oscar. <laughs> so sad. It's just, you know, don't seem to ever want to do anything with her. So sad. But yeah, it's obvious she's going after Sasha Banks. Mm. It's obvious. But um, yeah, maybe it might be a cool little twist on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. To, right, set it up. But yeah, as you said before, the Royal Rumble review. I'm looking forward to this match because I think their styles are going to be great. They're both similar in style, similar in kind of like way they their move sets very similar. So it should, in, on paper, be a very good match. So yeah, but as a match for this, again, weird finish. Nothing to write home about. No surprises really. And yeah, it was as you said, just a filler. It's quite a, kind of a shame, but. Mm. But um, yeah, the funny thing is, and the next thing is, the funny thing is, just when you think, oh, there's another match in there, you're like, no. You're like, boom, nope. we're into the main event already. Even I was shocked. Straight away. Yeah. It was like, even I checked, I actually checked the time. Because obviously we're expecting, when you're watching WWE pay-per-views, you're expecting to stay up until like, well, that's in the UK. It's like, what, 3, 30 in the morning? 3 in the morning? Yep. If you, nope. It was like, like 2 o'clock or something. It was like, oh, like we need the main event. Yeah. Like, oh. It's like wow, this is a the nice change. The show ran, yeah, two and a half hours. Oh, more of that, please, more of that. Yeah. Like, that's just so more manageable. It's just yeah. imagine, put it like this, imagine a raw if it was just two and a half hours or two hours. Just two hours. Just, there we go. That's enough. So much. I mean, not saying I know anything about writing shows, but I gotta be honest. It, it must be easier to write two hour shows than it is for three hour shows. Mm. Just because that's like an extra hour that you. Only, only, not even the most creative mind in ever could think of three hours no. worth of television each week that's entertaining just saying but um, mm-hmm. yeah but anyway the, with this main event it was like yeah just came out of nowhere um, just like in the sense of like oh I thought there'd be one more match but maybe that's where the Oscar Lacey Ever match was supposed to be maybe maybe but we'll never know so before we get to the main event um, let's have a quick word from our sponsors a new year brings a new beginning For all our listeners that own a business, we want to tell you about FedEx Office. If you're just starting or have been running your company for generations, FedEx Office gives you the best way to print marketing materials, posters, signage, graphics, and so much more. With FedEx, creating, editing, saving, and ordering are fast and easy. We are teaming up with FedEx and Podgo to bring our listeners 30% off your next order of $100 or more at podgo.co forward slash FedEx. That's podgo.co forward slash FedEx for 30% off your next order. FedEx, the world on time. So, yes, that was our word from our sponsors. So, uh, yes, so obviously now we've done that. We're now into the main events that, again, we just brought up before before, before the break. Wow, that came qu- it came up very quickly, didn't it? Like, it ridiculously did. quickly. I was half expecting them to throw in some kind of maybe 24-7 
championship match or some <sighs> long ass backstage segment or um, just some completely irrelevant uh, uh, match that needs to be set as like a little dispute on Smackdown or Raw and they just put it in the last minute like, stop doing that you just go straight to the main event especially when the those Elimination Chamber matches are half an hour long it's like you don't need to throw in those toilet break matches there's no need for them yeah so like you don't need that I don't I, no. I think I don't know it's just I think it was, it'd, be, it'd be nice if we kind of knew mm. the kind of um kind of what the card or like kind of like new going in because even even halfway through the show I was still thinking uh, well, are they, they going to put that Oscar match in now but but yeah I mean I'm not obviously I'm not, never going to complain that I get a chance to go to bed earlier in the UK watching a wrestling no. show so I'm not gonna, I'm not going to complain you know no, <laughs> no. Neither am I. I like sl- I like sleep so but um, yes obviously this obviously talk about the main event obviously was the a ages elimination a normal elimination chamber for the WWE Championship with the champion Drew McIntyre um, his former friend Sheamus um, Randy Orton that's had some trouble like, recently with Alexa Bliss and basically satanic worship that's pretty mm-hmm. much where they're going with that yep. AJ Styles being AJ Styles Jeff Hardy because you know you kind of have to have someone like Jeff Hardy in a match like this and again surprisingly it was a nice surprise mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston gets his first opportunity at the title since 2019 yeah, Kofi Kingston, we've mentioned before, was added in last minute, um, defeating The Miz, not on the go-home, but the, the previous week, I believe, uh, defeating The Miz. The Miz decided instead of two championship opportunities, he just wanted just the one. Uh, he didn't want to uh, injure himself uh, in the Elimination Chamber. It was smart, I'd say. Um yeah. You don't want to don't want to injure yourself in the build-up. I mean, do they still have the stipulation with the money in the bank where it has to be cashed in within that twelve months? I know he hasn't held it for that long because he won it from Otis, but yeah, well, we all forget. <laughs> like poor Otis, didn't he? Just a quick tangent. He's turned heel, by the way. Looks like it. Yeah. Right? How random is that? Like, I mean, I'm intrigued because it can it could when his face turned, he haven't really done anything with him, so. I mean, did have him with um, they did did have him with Tucker, and Tucker turned heel and then disappeared. Um, and Chad Gable is, and Chad Gable is um, like a dickish coach, um, that kind of Kurt Angle kind of esque, um, happy like I'm your I'm your hero, um, not being like, completely oblivious to how obnoxious they are. Um, I can't wait until fans are in the building and, and yeah. like, don't be surprised if they start chanting you suck because they know where this is going yeah. they know what kind of characters I can't wait for that but mm-hmm. yeah again nothing to do with this match but yeah so I'll just turn heel but yeah but when it comes to that yeah Miz um, I think there is I did see someone say that it wouldn't be interesting that for once like someone like the time ran out on them cashing like they literally had it for 12 months and they never cashed it in and then they run out and then they have to get mm-hmm. like they have to be had to be given the um, briefcase taken away from them because they ran out of time to cash it in that they have to do at some point because it's the only kind of thing that they haven't done yet because they've pretty much done every variation they can think of with that briefcase right yeah I I quite like the idea of if they don't cash it in with a certain period of time they have to defend it sort of like our briefcase yes um, or like um, well kind of different I guess with the New Japan stuff with the um, with the whole um when you win the United States opportunity or the G1 mm-hmm. stuff where you can you have to defend it 
yeah not in the same like stipulation of like that but yeah like you like the briefcase isn't just a thing you hang around for a while you have to no. you have to defend it that i actually would like wwe to do with that money in the bank more where it's mm. like you have to like defend it each week so it's it builds them up better so when they do yeah. cash in they've had a good push but that's just they don't have to defend it each they don't think they have to defend it each week but if certain if someone pins them say it's non-title match or a tag team match then yeah put that briefcase on the line for sure and like, yeah just get and also it racks up the wins everyone that as yeah. much as some people say and as, as things like aw and new japan prove that if you if you rack up consistent wins you look more credible mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, i don't want to say it's not rocket science but it kind of you'll be surprised how much people if you keep winning consistently people start to believe in you it's pretty obvious well, but um, apparently we're with the money in the bank briefcase apparently they don't want to do that but anyway we digress on the thing that's not about mm. majority of this match we'll talk about that yes. later on but um, yes yeah, so obviously Kofi got his first opportunity um, again this was a bit over the top with the stuff the the whole complaint of this match going in was a lot of the a lot of these guys are like over 40 quite old uh, all get into the match because they were former WWE champions that makes sense but when you but again, it's the it's the old argument about age. It's not like not a mixture between old and young or something. That's right. the usual argument. But I don't think it's really fair. I just think it was like a lot of, especially when you got people like AJ and then like Jeff Hardy yeah. and they're really good. So mm-hmm. and especially Kofi. I mean, come on. So I think it's one of the arguments that wasn't based on this match, but more yeah. on the kind of I don't know the overall problem with WWE. But yeah, that was the kind of thing going in. But um, yeah, obviously kick off with um, Jeff Hardy and. Um, Randy Orton. Um, one thing I've got to point out is uh, what the hell was Kofi Kingston talking about? Like when it, when it was Randy Orton came to the cage, and he was he, he kept talking about how much he loved his muscles. He looked ripped. I obviously missed that bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it was. It was just like he was. It was Randy Orton. He got mm. as as you expect in chamber matches. They all walk. They all look at everyone in the pods, and they kind of like stare them down as you expect. Mm. And it just looks at Kofi, and it's just like he's just acting all weirdly, annoy, unhappily, annoyingly happy because Randy Orton's the guy he had this massive feud with, and he's not pissed with him. But it's like he's sitting there going, "Oh, mate, you look ripped. You look, yeah, you look proper good." And I'm just, I'm just listening to this. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? What are you doing, Kofi?" Like, I think he's just trying to throw him off. I think he's just trying to throw him off his game. I guess you know, power of positivity. You look great. Game into a, that full sense of security. I guess. I guess, but I just, uh, I know it's not, it's not a big deal, but I just, I just noticed it. It's like, I've just, um, the, the confused face came at me. I was like, what are you doing? But um, yeah, I think with this match, uh, the Chamber in general, it was, like, it was very more slow paced. Yeah, especially when you had two minutes in, we had a rest hold. <laughs> like, come on, Orton. Really? A rest hold? We haven't even like, started this fucking match. <laughs> the famous rest hold. But yeah, it's it's, it's, it's I gotta be honest. Like the first couple of ma- the, the SmackDown one, it's like the first ten minutes was really good because it was technical, quite technically good. But this one, which is very slow, very, in my opinion, a bit boring. And you kind of me personally, I was waiting for the next person to come in, yeah. and um, obviously did. Uh, it was Drew McIntyre came in. Basically, the guy is pissed off at this point. Obviously, his mm-hmm. friend betrayed him, so he's quite pissed off at this point. Yeah. Went nuts. Um, was it throwed um, Jeff Hardy into Kofi's pod? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a nice little thing you kind of said uh, I did tell you to move it's kind yep. of nice um, what a shocker obviously they broke the pod so guess who was next Kofi um, and then Kofi came in came out of nowhere done a roll up on Orton and Orton was the first person to be eliminated that um, yeah. I was shocked because I was 
it's a lot of people are thinking there was going to be some weird. I, I'm sure was expecting some spookiness from like Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. I was expecting some spookiness as well. So maybe Alexa like hanging from the uh, the roof of the of the pod, or maybe uh, as he's left the pod, then the lights go out. Then all of a sudden, uh, Alexa is um, is in there. Uh, those kind of mind games that could be quite fun. Um, or maybe at some point where Orton's about to go in to the pod, if if he had started like in the pod, um, for example, and they wanted to say have the fiend return, that would have been quite nice. Where uh, the pod's not opening, the lights go out, and the fiend's in his pod with him. Uh, the reveal that could have been quite nice. Uh, but I guess they want to put off the yeah. I guess they want to put off the fiend return a little bit longer. I still think they're going to uh, build towards uh, the fiend's return and him go against. Uh, Orton, that similar kind of Firefly Funhouse uh, set up that kind of character assassination. Yeah, very excited for that if that is where they're going. Because yes, that, that John Cena one was awesome last year, so. Yes, it was. And a lot of uh, character, as much as Randy Orton's also one of them characters that's been around for a long time that needs to be interesting to see if they bring up some character assassinations on it. It would be mm-hmm. great. So I hope that happens. Yeah. But yeah, obviously that got a bit weird on Raw, but kind of uh, yeah. with the whole he's spitting out black goo. That I'm yep. assuming they're going very satanic, very, you know, something's I don't know where they're going. Yep. With that. It's just weird, but yeah, they're going there. So they done it there, not here, but yeah. So he got eliminated first so by Kofi. He got eliminated. Yeah, he got eliminated first. Obviously, we were expecting some spookiness. I think he mentioned on Raw that uh, it's because Alexa Bliss and the and all that satanic stuff was in his head. But then there's part of me thinking, I don't think you wanted to be in the chamber. I think you just wanted to get out early. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he had um or maybe he had some kind of um some kind of knock some kind of injury um so maybe he couldn't uh uh couldn't go too nuts had to be very careful and had to go out last or go out first rather that's where one of the reasonings i think maybe, or maybe or maybe it's just finally Kofi can get maybe you know another comeuppance you know maybe yeah he got it when he was his w title reign but yeah, I mean, it's nice yeah. Kofi got the world up, but yeah, it was, it just, it was kind of like, oh, he just got eliminated for the sake of it, and that's it. Mm. Uh, again, I would have liked a bit more creativity, but that's more nitpicking. But um, Autumn was not happy at this point. He just RKO'd everyone, Jeff, Kofi, as you expect. Uh, but when all this kerfuffle was going on, if that's the word, um, AJ, took the oppo- yeah. yes, um, AJ took the opportunity to op- uh, opportunist, as he is, um, using his... Mm-hmm. Um, was it almost? Was it almost? If it's almost, yep. um, uh, his bodyguard to break the kind of uh, seal that's kept mm. keeping him in there, or the kind of aspirant, the plexiglass. Yep. Um, yep. Got out, ran through the back, ran through the back of the cage, round the round the cage to the door. Um, mm. Had a weird conversation with like Randy looking at him, but that was just really weird. Are they trying to build towards a, another feud? I guess, or like some kind of tag team? I have no idea. The phenomenal Vipers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not a fan of that to be fair mate but yeah, yeah that was a bit weird just stopped him in his tracks it's like nah but it didn't, it didn't matter obviously AJ went to the ring trying to pin both you know mm. try to hit uh, what's it try to pin um, uh, uh, Jeff Hardy and also Drew McIntyre both kicking out mm. and then obviously uh, Pierce doing what he probably should have done at the start of the match as well as yep. he did with the cameramen of Sami Zayn chuck yep. him out get rid of him before yep. the match it's like Good it's stuff. um it's it's someone said rightly it's like you can't praise a guy for doing his job. No, <laughs> should have done that in the first place. But yep. it's um not that big of a deal. But yeah, so mm. happened and then obviously 
came in with uh, they had this nice little cat was it um, Seamus came in basically mm-hmm. but they had this nice little camera angle they had before he came in yeah. it was quite nice the, the guy was like focused and proper pissed mm. but yeah. Um, yeah he came in um, as you expect with Seamus and Drew McIntyre good face off yeah a hockey fight yeah hockey fight ensued it's also good um, as you expect obviously that's the, probably the most mm. you could say the most interesting storyline in the chamber would you, you would say because it's only one that's kind of everyone in that chamber mm. I think um, what was it Seamus and Drew McIntyre is only one that's got kind of a story going on might be one yeah bit of history um, I still think there's still scope and they could still lead to um, it wouldn't be my preferred uh, storyline but Drew and Seamus at Wrestlemania still for the WWE Championship um, if some things go a certain way um, well we'll talk about more about where I think that's going to go when we know about the ending but uh, okay. yeah I think I, think, I do think Seamus is going to be involved in it though yeah uh, but uh, yeah obviously had that we had this weird some sort of Tower of Doom spot kind of you always have that kind of thing yep kind of going uh, with Jeff AJ Drew McIntyre and Seamus uh, it wouldn't be a a, 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 a a elimination chair match with some sort of Kofi jumping off something or mm-hmm. you know taking everyone out we had a cro- he had a uh, cross body on everyone earlier on but then mm. obviously Ido went for the top of the pod as you would it's kind of the obvious mm. spot but um, yeah and then, and then obviously and then out of all that obviously then out of nowhere bro kick on Kofi Kingston he's out so we're down to but yeah it's just um, but yeah, as always Kofi Kingston is always that kind of person you put in these matches sadly <laughs> um, to, he can do the big spots you know mm-hmm. Uh we, as much as we would love to Kofi Mania too. Um, yeah. Sadly, it's never going to happen again, sadly. No. It's uh, it's not his, it's not his year, um, unfortunately. No. But, uh, yeah, well, after that we had, uh, we'll see, Jeff went, basically what Jeff does, tries to fight on both Seamus and Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. went to the top of the pod again. He Jeff, he has to do his spot as well because <laughs> it's Jeff because he likes doing anything that could almost kill himself because yep. he's completely insane. Um, instead of doing a swanton bomb from the top of the pod, he decided to do a whisper in the wind, well, a whisper in the wind from the top on everyone yep. on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, he did go up to the top, hit a swanton bomb on AJ. But um, I, what I liked about it is there was a Drew McIntyre came out of nowhere, a nice Claymore kick that, again, always is a cool move when, it, when it's out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And yeah, he eliminates Jeff. But um, yeah, so I mean, there's always them. It was kind of a lot of um, this was the part of the match where it's just spot 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 kind of thing it's starting to pace up a little bit yes it was good it was kind of nice but um yeah and then obviously in the final three then it kind of went weird when he was AJ and Sheamus kind of saying we'll team up against Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. again that Sheamus does this awesome high knee I think he done it I think last mm-hmm. time I saw him against Jeff but I don't know what it is about his high knee yeah or like he strikes against he's really good yeah, that thump to the iron knee straight was absolutely brutal. That was lovely. That led to the close two, uh, followed by some uh, clubbing blows. Um, they're trading shots, uh, these two former friends. We have a Glasgow kiss and a white noise. AJ gets back into the uh, back into the fray. Uh, 450 splash. Uh, Seamus goes after eight. Yeah, I don't think he got all of it, did he? Like, I think he like, hit the first one he tried to do. I think he like kind of missed it just. Uh, so the first one... He, he didn't miss, but he did lose balance on that top rope. But because he is phenomenal, he managed to uh, get his balance. Yeah. Um, channeling a little bit of um, Ray Phoenix in there. Uh, that man is not human. 
after the 450 splash, we've got um, a move which isn't utilized by many, many many wrestlers, but it's very effective. Some kidney shots uh, by Sheamus and some more clubbing blows. Clothesline, yeah, clothesline off the top rope. Drew McIntyre comes back in with a future shock DDT. Remember when that was his uh, finisher? That's now his signature. I would love it if some actually he actually start winning matches that with that move again. <laughs> would be nice, yeah. but that's just me. Drew goes for the claymore. It's counted into a. Uh, bro kick however then there's the big surprise of AJ appearing and hitting the phenomenal forearm on Sheamus and a one two three Sheamus is not uh, one of the final two uh, it is in fact AJ yeah I gotta be honest we were surprised by that um, I, I don't know it's because obviously they said the only story he have was with Sheamus and, and um, Drew because of the whole mm. betrayal stuff but we kind of thought that was where they would go but yeah I mean again it's yeah. It's AJ Styles, come on. And also, I kind of know, we all kind of know now, because we mm. know that um, the only person that can take the spot at the end and make it look awesome yep. is AJ Styles. So, it, so um, but yeah, obviously after that, was it, as I said, the match ended, he went for another phenomenal form on, uh, was, it, was it Drew McIntyre? But as mm -hmm. I, you were kind of waiting for it, maybe if you kind of, you're waiting mm -hmm. for that kind of spot out of nowhere. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it'll be else. But you're waiting for maybe a claymore kick out of nowhere. And my mm -hmm. God, they did. I, I love spots like this where it's jump up, trying to hit the phenomenal forearm, mm -hmm. and then a claymore kick for in midair on mm -hmm. AJ Styles. He gets the win and retains his title. In Again, by the numbers, chamber match. But again, SmackDown was just a little bit better. But again, it was still good. It, I think it picked, it, it picked up near the end. But I, um, I, I, I'd enjoy it. I think um, we're not surprised by the winner, of course. No. But but again, it's not about the match. It's about the ending. It's about what happened yes. after. So as um, maybe it's because as you paid attention more than I was, um, you were expecting a cash-in. Um, mm -hmm. I should know because you tell me, but apparently as you know, I um, wasn't listening as always, so that's my fault. But um, I wasn't expecting it. But yeah, and then I was like, where's the swerve? There's got to be a swerve. Then boom, Bobby Lashley comes out, attacks Drew McIntyre, Kind of, as you said, hit a spear, hit the hurt lock, basically beat him down to a, you know, destroyed mm -hmm. him. And you're thinking, why is he doing this? Mm -hmm. And then The Miz comes out. Music awesome comes out. Cashes in. Um, interesting, interesting one where he, um, you would have thought he would have gone for the skull crushing finale first, but he went for a low DDT. Drew yep. kicks out. Miz goes for the skull crushing finale. One, two, three. And he shocked the world. Kind of, mm -hmm. um, with um, the Miz becoming a two-time WWE champion. Um, I gotta be honest, obviously, what's it? What was your thoughts on it? Do you think that was? Um, were you kind of happy, or like, oh my god, that's awesome? Or were you going, oh, I'm a bit conflicted? What were your thoughts? Well, on it? at least it gives um, it gives uh, us a kind of new angle to go towards Fastlane rather than trying to find Drew an opponent for Fastlane, which he will inevitably win, um, and then go to WrestleMania. Uh, it also gets rid of the inevitability of maybe The Miz trying to cash in at WrestleMania as well. But the whole storyline of uh, getting Bobby Lashley um, involved um, and him getting a title match uh, for the following week on Raw, he defeated uh, Bobby Lashley and now that match just a single match. Uh, that was part of the agreement backstage. If um, MVP's client, uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, came in to help The Miz... Uh, Bobby Lashley would get a title shot but of course Miz is a chicken shit heel um, and said no I'm not going to do that 
Then Braun, then Braun Strowman turned up. Braun Strowman turned up and said, "I want a title shot." Because you know that's how you get title shots, WWE, isn't it? It's like, do you yeah. want a title shot? Sure. Do you want? Can yeah. I have one? Yeah, go on then. So that's what we've got to do. All we've got to do is turn up to the Thunderdome and go, "Can we have a title shot, please?" Yeah, all right. <laughs> just give it you to want us. It? All right. No, that's one. I just nope. want one. It's fine. No. Um, obviously, obviously, in this case, they kind of didn't because they had a t- they had a match between Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley won. Thank God. Mm. <laughs> just yeah. saying. But um, yeah, again, again, this ending. I'm again. I was conflicted. It was kind of like I was happy for the Miz, but yeah. I was like, I didn't know what to think because mm-hmm. it's like I was just. I just felt for Drew because it's like start of Royal Rumble. This guy, I could, we could have thought we had some sort of set plans for him. Yeah, <laughs> and, and now um, first at Edge, and now it looks like he's one. He's not even in the main event at the moment, and yeah. he's not even got the title. Yep. And it's just like, ah, oh. like, I even put the, the the question on Twitter, like, what are you going to do with Drew? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are going to think it's kind of good because it mixes up the title scene, but they kind of think he'll be he'll win his title back at Mania, get his big moment yep. in front of the crowd. That's mm-hmm. cool, but could you see a, tr- a fatal four-way? Um, so my initial my initial thought is that the Miz-Lashley match will go down. Uh, Lashley will be dominant, Miz will be chicken shit, get Morrison involved. Maybe it looks like Bobby Lashley's about to win, um, or someone's about to get the upper hand. Drew McIntyre appears because I don't think he was on Raw. Um, Drew, he appears. Like, oh, we haven't seen him since Elimination Chamber. It was only two weeks ago. Um, hits a Claymore, and that sets up because uh, Bobby Lashley, I guess, didn't really get his fair title shot because of a DQ. Drew McIntyre uh, lost the WWE Championship because he was down, he was injured, and it was a cash in. So I can see a triple threat match happening at Fastlane. Miz. Uh, Lashley uh, and Drew um, Drew winning that they'll, they'll I'm just thinking of the Sheamus angle yeah so with Sheamus I mean it could be that could be a it could be a fatal four way match Sheamus getting involved getting involved in there potentially um, maybe even AJ um, my initial yeah my initial thoughts is it's going to be a triple it'll be a triple threat match It'll be a triple threat match. Uh, Drew will win, leading to Drew versus Sheamus because they're going for that storyline um, at WrestleMania. Or Sheamus wins it at Fastlane and then uh, Drew gets his big moment at WrestleMania again, uh, winning that title in front of a live crowd. We we can hope. We we can hope because obviously I think Drew deserves it. The guy's been... Ca- I- um, what's the joke? What's the joke? The guy's got back problems because he's been carrying Raw for yep. the entire year. Like... He actually has been really good as champion. He's been brilliant, but I just think it'd just be unfair if he's not in a title match. Yeah, he doesn't win it. He's got to be in. He has to be in the main event. He has to be. The rumor's gone around that it's going to be Bobby Lashley and versus Drew for the title. Mm. Like Bobby Lashley's yeah. in the title scene, the Miz isn't. Apparently, he's going to be involved in that Bad Bunny thing. That again, I'm not mm. a fan of. Got to be honest. Um, apparently, it's going to be a tag. Again, this is no. all rumours, so it's boy rubbish, but apparently it's going to be a tag match where obviously Damien Priest is now Bad Bunny gone against The Miz mm-hmm. and John Morrison. That is cool, but I just, I think The Miz will be better in the title scene, but uh. I don't know. I just, if just, I was more of a, at first I was thinking, I was confused. I was like, oh, I don't know what to think of this, but then, you know, good conversation on Twitter, had time to think about it. It's mixed up the title scene that's kind of de- desperately needed no more. Or you keep, um, or you keep The Miz uh, and Morrison... Uh, feuding with uh, the Hurt Business so the Hurt Business are more of like a tweener kind of faction um, so they go after the tag titles potentially against um, uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin because there's some 
dissent slightly with uh, Shelton Benjamin a little bit. And I think the Miz and Morrison can play well into that. I think if you remember, it wasn't Royal Rumble or TLC, where there was that tag team match where Shelton was about to get the win, but Cedric Alexander comes in and steals it from his own teammate, which is very odd. Um, but Shelton Benjamin hasn't been really been doing anything for the uh, for the Hurt Business. So set up that tag team match, Miz and Morrison win, um, and they kick out Shelton Benjamin. Then maybe they bring in, um, maybe they bring in Keith Lee. I don't know. Uh, maybe they bring in Ricochet. That's what we're all kind of thinking though with the triple threat. A lot of people kind of sitting there saying, "Is he going to like win mm. the title, or like he's always going to like help Bobby win and join the Hurt yeah. Business or something?" But yeah, I mean, he could do that. I mean. I just think, I mean, I just like the idea of 34 way. I mean, why? It just it mixes mm-hmm. up a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. to my credit though, I just remember the last time we had a 34 way in a WrestleMania main event, it did not go no. well. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't no. ask for things that I know will not go well. But um, yeah, I just, I just want. My, I don't really. Mm-hmm. I'm not bothered in some ways who, what is what. I just want Drew to be in the title yeah. picks and I want him to win it. So I mean, but but on the positive note, if we're going to be positive because we are yep. positive people, is that um, at least they mixed yeah. it up a little bit because it has mixed it up on the title scene and more. And it's like now we've got possible contenders mm-hmm. for the title now. Like Drew goes against, you got Sheamus could go against it. You've got the Miz, you've got Bobby Lashley. You could say Braun Strowman that maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't, but you could. It's got the same kind of pick, you know, title yeah. picture that you would maybe on SmackDown's got that kind of option. So it has mixed up in a good way. So. If I'm going to be positive, I would say it's good. But yeah, um, if the, anything that gets Drew that title back at WrestleMania and gets his big yep. WrestleMania moment that he didn't get last year, I'm yep. happy with. So yeah, and um, it did end the show with it a did. talking point. That's not always a bad thing. We just got two um, two WWE, uh, two pay views in a row. We've had big talking points um, with the conclusion making us want to uh, tune in. Uh, to um, the next episode. So the previous one, that take over Adam Cole's heel turn, turning on the, well, kind of causing dissent in uh, Undisputed Era, but kind of, yeah, turning his back on the Kyle O'Reilly. That again, has been awesome, but again, we're, that's a discussion yep. for another time. But yeah, again, that, that, that was an awesome cliffhanger. And this one, maybe not as good, obviously, but it still kept us thinking, oh, I actually do want to mm-hmm. see Raw. Yep. Let's see what happens. Where are they going with so, this? Um, mm-hmm. And obviously the cut, and the intrigue of the kind of um, what was um, this deal that he did with MB- yep. MVP? Um, yeah, did I mean it's, it hadn't? It was it was a good ending. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it, but again, it's like um, as I said, like we kind of finish off with the kind of talking about like the whole mm-hmm. show as a whole. Very finish off like what's your thoughts on the show? The chamber wasn't really that relevant, I don't think. Um, well, too much. So apart from the Universal Championship, where they've got to go through that, uh, through that entire match, that that hellish structure, and then have to face the champion who's completely fresh, like directly afterwards. Kind of done the done the spot twice, yeah. though, didn't they? Technically, it's kind of um, it's different mm-hmm. variations, but it's yeah. same spot. It was short, so I don't, I can't get no. too pissed off. <laughs> Let's be on two of ours. I'm happy. Technically, four matches, you know. Yeah, we don't we don't count the only no. one because <laughs> that was too too short. But um, yeah, I think um, if you um, we describe it, yeah, opening chain match was good. I liked it. Fit the mm. best one of the night. Could say the best match. I'd say night, so. Maybe leading to the Roman one makes sense because mm. that's what he does. Um, the US title match was just fine. It was good. Had an interesting ending. 
kind of uh, made the ending made sense now you know what happened at the end uh, the women's tag team title match was kind of was kind of just filler and it kind of just uh, I don't want to say forgettable because that's kind of harsh and it was it was okay but it yep. was kind of forgettable and the main event was also good it was good but I don't think um, I just think the Smackdown thing just had a bit more and a mm. bit more you know I was more intrigued in that one than this one but yeah and obviously the, the ending mix it up a little bit obviously when when you've announced it I can't sit there and say you know I didn't see it coming because he kind of did say he was going to do it so but um, yeah um, if, you, if you're going to give it a rating that's going to send it end of that what, what would you give this year uh, I think just for I guess that one or two like surprises uh, that bumps up the grade a little bit but the uh, the two matches especially in the middle were very forgettable um, the, the elimination chamber should be more barbaric than it is uh, or than it was uh, on that show. This is the worst one for a while, um, and not because of the storylines are awful, but not, yeah, afterthought uh, on the, on this road to WrestleMania. This the road to WrestleMania is when you should have the biggest biggest talking points, uh, and we've only and we only really have one. Technically, two if you count Edge now going against Roman Reigns. But we're kind of it's, that's no. not a surprise. It's more of a finally confirmed mm-hmm. something we already knew. But but yeah. I don't know, it's just, a, you, you think, if we all know mm. the rules in WWE, it's kind of like they give a crap for like yeah. four months when it comes to Royal Rumble mm-hmm. to WrestleMania. And then after that, they kind of yeah. drop the ball. But it seems like that looks like they're, they're mixing mm-hmm. up again and dropping the ball on the WrestleMania, um, mm-hmm. World to WrestleMania as well. But but good stories. But yeah, the matches were, it's like they don't have like watch your back. They're kind of back to the kind of pay-per-views that we kind of don't like watching where you can watch them, enjoy them for that, but then you would never no. go back to them. But... But didn't have a standout match. But yeah, but it, it was fine. It was short. Didn't harm anyone. But yeah, uh, if I was going to give it a grade, I'd get or like a number. I'd give it six out of ten, maybe seven if you for the cashier, maybe. I'd go six. Nothing crazy. Nothing. Um, obviously, it's um, as like a wrestling standpoint, it's a huge step down when you've watched an awesome takeover <laughs> the week before Pride, <laughs> because that was. was yeah. I love that. That was an excellent, excellent piece mm-hmm. of pro wrestling. But um, yeah, so yeah, so that's um, our thoughts. Um, one, one or two things to wrap up here is obviously just a quick. Um, I put, um, we put, I put a poll out on Twitter. Um, literally, because I was up late enough, I put it out around about the time everybody else would be up. So um, only eight people voted for it. Um, but um, in, it's interesting because, um, as I said prior, it's eight people voted for it, but apparently eight people couldn't make up their mind because I put great, good, okay, bad. All of them got twenty five percent. Wow. So it's the, the, this show is a defi- definition of polarizing. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you for all the people to vote. By the way, it's all thank you very much. Uh, polls are always always fun. If you're wondering where we can, uh, if you're wondering where you can find uh, said polls, you can find our polls and other uh, other thoughts, other interactions, and where you can find our review uh, on uh, on Twitter at Josh and Stu Pod. Yes, and also if you want to find, um, obviously we're on Instagram, obviously posting. Um, much more stuff in there now, you know. So, um, so check that out at the Justin Stewart Wrestling Podcast. Mm. Obviously, uh, check out our YouTube channel. Um, we do have one. I know. Don't act surprised. Mm. We do have one. Uh, just type in the Justin Stewart Wrestling Podcast. Um, obviously, if um, it, we have nice little clippets of the episodes, maybe like you know other stuff on there. But yeah, we're trying to post more in there. So then check that out. Uh, give us a like. Give us a follow. Mm. Give us a comment. Would be also awesome. A comment would be great. <laughs> but mm. yes, obviously uh, YouTube. Uh, yes, also, and 
yes, obviously I've got as much as talking about polls. I've got a survey out that not a lot of people have done, but we'll get we'll get there. Is um, what was the best pay per view and the best match of last month? Mm-hmm. Um, that should be on Survey uh, Monkey. Was it Survey Monkey? Um, I've got I've I put the link in the description of this podcast, so Devin mm-hmm. checked that out. Um, lots of good matches last month, so that should be it. Should be a hard pick, especially and, and the pay per views as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you've got it, so Wrestle Kingdoms in January, so um, it's going to be hard to if any pay per view can top that. So, mm. Debbie checked out, but yeah, that's finish off what I started off with. See if we get a go. So, as I said, start the start the show. We done a uh, put out a question of um, who who who's been involved in the most elimination chamber matches in WWE history. Um, Josh, do um, obviously obviously haven't been cheating because I because obviously been too busy reviewing so. Um, Stugan haven't got a clue. Have you had who? What it is? Who it is? Uh, I could play play uh, play with you here, but I I do know the answer because you told me before the recording. Uh, <laughs> I know, but you might forget. Uh, uh, but I'll, I'll use my I'll use my acting skills. Uh, so, uh, I have mentioned uh, Triple H, uh, uh, Randy Orton, um, maybe even Kofi Kingston's been involved in a fair few of them. Maybe Sheamus because he's been around for quite a while as well. Um, maybe edge you know he's been uh involved in uh quite a few uh prolific chamber matches as well four i, think I could probably count on four three four i don't know i, yeah. I don't know that maths but yeah it's been a while but yeah so but yeah so i guess in i should just stop with the whole pretense and just tell everyone um but basically yes yeah, so obviously it was um if you didn't get the answer obviously awesome but uh yeah so it's chris jericho with eight try to now i just need to drum well but I'm not. I'm not going to get that pretentious. So, um, but yes, obviously Chris Jericho with eight. That I was actually mm-hmm. quite surprised because I said you said Triple H, um, like Batista, other people in there. It's like wouldn't they be more Triple H? Definitely, if it's supposed to be his baby. Yeah, you would think he'd be the one that says, "Well, obviously it's my idea, so I've got to be the one that tops all the charts." But mm. no, it's Chris Jericho. Sad truth is, well, um, you'll never hear that in WWE programming. No, nope. because he's now. I wouldn't say blacklisted, but they don't like him at the moment. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, and also just a little bit of a nice bonus knowledge here. Mm. He's also he's also eliminated the most wrestlers in a chamber match with ten. Mm. It's over, overall. Overall. Um, so yeah, so basically this is um, if he ever decides to leave AEW, that probably won't happen anytime soon. And um, they say, what is Jericho's match? You can say the elimination chamber. chamber. But um, yeah, obviously, hope you got that. I'm not going to sit there and say that if I didn't do this question or the answer myself, I would know. But again, it's just pick star the wrestling brain because that's always fun. So, um, yeah. So, hope you've enjoyed. I, I don't need more anything else to say. No, not really. We'll be back for uh, AEW Revolution. Uh, that's uh, next week, isn't it? To be a v- yeah. It's two weeks, I think. It's like the start of March. Yes. And, and it's, and, and a f- yeah, it's on a Saturday. Unless they've changed it, I think it's on a Saturday. Unless they've changed it to Sunday, that would be a bit weird. But yeah, so we'll be back for that. That's going to be a. Gr- I'm looking forward to that because as always, they've got some great matchups, especially with the Moxley and um, Kenny Omega in an exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> I, I don't know what to think about that. I, it's kind of like how are they going to top their death match from uh, was it a year ago? Um, that was I, insane. I I don't know. It's 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 kind of like that kind of um, it's kind of like that feeling where you're thinking, I'm kind of like you're excited but also like confused. Like how, how are you going to do this? Like it's going to, but it's obviously it's in John Moxie's um, play playhouse. So mm-hmm. 
you can probably make it work because if you watch any of these CCW stuff, yeah, there's no limits of craziness they can do in matches like that. So that should be good. So we'll be back for that. Um, yeah. So not. I don't think there's any more to say. That I um, hope you enjoyed. And I've been Stuart Irvine. I've been Joshua Plummer. And we'll be back for AW Revolutions. Until then, have an awesome, have an awesome week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.